Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Horwardell, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how you doing? I mean, buddy, it's Masters weekend. It's uh, That's Easter. golf. There's, there's just stuff on, stuff to watch, things to do. I, I couldn't be more excited. Mm. I thought you were going to say more. I was drinking coffee. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, I can. The, the, <laughs> no, the, the Phillies organization should be ashamed for postponing opening day. It was 75 and sunny the entire length of the game time yesterday. And right now it's 43 and there's potential rain in the area for today's 305 home opener. So well, the, the Phillies should be ashamed by everything that basically everything that's happened since the like fourth inning of the opener. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's funny because Matt and I were doing underdog while that opener was going on uh, a couple weeks ago. And you can just, you can see the season end in our minds. You can, you can hear the season ending in our minds. It, it literally goes from, yep, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Phillies are going to go 162 and 0 and with 162 no hitters to Philly stink. <laughs> They're not going to win a game for the remainder of the season. Yeah, that was a that was a weird one. First, the Grom gets crushed, and then Nola has a no hitter through like four and a half or something, and then he ends up giving up what five over six innings or something. Uh, yeah, I it was it was very bad. It was very very bad. I good times, man. Trying to put it out of my mind. Can't do it. Can't do no. it. Uh, I I was reminded of all of that stuff when I did the uh, I did the. The MLB, the 2023 MLB preview episode of Underdog this past week, and it was just uh, I got to relive it all. So that was fun. That was was that two days ago? Man, time time is so relative at this point. My brain is so broken. Everything is going on, and I don't understand when things are. I mean, there's time doesn't even exist at a certain no. point. It's just no. a day, and then another day, and then the next day. That's that's true. That's that's all. It's uh, just one day at a time. <laughs> uh, so I have BavadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. I do want to talk to you about college basketball. I want to get into college basketball first, and then I'm going to leave this in the right section first. Uh, what did you think of this national championship game? Because I've got thoughts, Gregory. Here, here's what I thought of it. Uh, once UConn got up to a certain lead in the first half, I said, I'm going to bed. Yeah, <laughs> where the first half ended. So that's what I thought. I thought it was a very predictable final. I thought the final four was relatively predictable. You got, you did get a fun moment with the FAU uh, San Diego State buzzer beater. Like that was fun, but overall a, a relatively boring final four. Well, I thought the biggest problem, aside from the mismatched teams, was lack of any star power. Yeah, none. I don't think yeah. there's a guy who. I'm not sure there's a guy who gets drafted in the first 45 picks of the NBA draft playing in the championship game. I I couldn't agree more. It's just it's teams, and I wonder if that is like 
Obviously, we don't see that all the time. One and Duns typically not dominate, but they typically lead the way in a lot of cases. And in in this particular situation, that just wasn't it. Just wasn't the case. It was teams that had been together for a very long time, or at least had a lot of veteran presence on them for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, they're the ones that made it to to you know Houston. So very strange. Yeah, I'm looking at this right now. I'm looking at some of these past games, and it really does seem like this was quite an anomaly. Last year, somebody's got to turn off their notification. <laughs> um, last year, well, I, I'm I'm actually getting notifications again for some reason. My my ESPN notifications were off, so I haven't. And I, I bet you I'm not. I'm you know you know what? Now that I say that, I bet you I'm still not getting them. Because there is a there's a Wrexham game going on right now, and I did not get I did not get the start, huh. and I have not gotten either of the goals I'm, that I'm seeing. It is is one one one, Wrexham and Halifax. Let's see when these goals came in. Oh, you got to give up a goal right before the half. Oh no! They gave up oh, a goal no. at the 47 minute mark. Oh uh, no! To, You're good. That goal didn't happen until the end of the, fir- the till after the first half. It, that's oh, forty-seven is forty-seven is is less than yes, less is is yeah. I forty-five is half of ninety is how math works. You're you're good. Starting out one to zero. You're you're on it. All right. Well, kudos to Elliot Lee, uh, yeah, who also got a yellow card at the seventeen minute mark, and <laughs> uh, and you and O'Connell got a, a yellow card at the fifty-two minute mark. So yeah, I'm not getting. I'm not getting updates. I'm I, I'm I'm not getting Phillies uh, score updates. Probably for the best. Huh, I'm not one hundred percent. I'm not getting Wrexham updates. Let's see. Is anybody okay? So Ollie Palmer is on the bench today. That's interesting. I would think they're trying. They would try to lock up this 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 promotion as well as they can. Wrexham, by the way, a hundred points. Uh, that is a ton for the National League. And also the, the, the discrepancy, I, I was going back because I have, you know, I have become interested in in soccer surrounding Wrexham, Wrexham-related soccer or football, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it's pretty rare that it, I, any team gets to 100 points in the, in the National League. And you're going to have two break 100 this year, which is pretty crazy. That's it, absolute insanity. If we're only playing 46 games to get to 100 points before the season's over, is just unbelievably impressive. And it's it's the sh- it's such a shame that for Wrexham, I suppose, less for Knotts, who was relegated last year, but for Wrexham, that despite the fact that there is a 28 point difference between first and third place. They're still fighting off of this team who is also going to finish the season over 100 points. Just bananas that should not be worrying about promotions at this point. The promotion should be pretty much locked up, but uh, not the world we live in. And they just need to make sure something weird doesn't happen because they just have this feeling, man. I know Wrexham up three points and with one fewer game played, but I just have, have this feeling that something bad is going to happen because that's how I that's how I feel about my life, and and that Knotts is going to get the automatic promotion, and then Wrexham's going to lose to like Borum Wood, 
in in the championship for the second promotion. Yeah, exactly. So it is. Is it only one automatic? I I I I'm not a hundred percent knowledgeable on the national league. Yeah. Um, the the leading the leader in points at the end of the regular season is an automatic promotion, and then the second promotion comes from the championship, basically. Gotcha. So then they have okay, interesting, interesting. How are things going when you're in your house? Oh, they're going great, as you could tell. <laughs> I, I hear I hear a lot of craziness. Um, uh, you know, it's just this is just life. I think oh, I think a dog may have knocked something over, or somebody lost the sticker that they bought for their nails. I don't I don't know. That was me. I was crying about that. <laughs> Understandable. It was, a, it was a SpongeBob sticker, and you can't, you can't replace those things. I did. No, I, got exactly. a pair of, I got a pair of SpongeBob Pumas yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, they're they're coming in the next couple of days. I'm pretty excited about them. Did not. I also got a pair of uh, Curries today, but I, I was pretty. Uh, oh Jesus! A third yellow card. Ben Tozer gets a yellow card at the 63 minute mark. Um. I was pretty excited about a pair of shoes that I couldn't get, but you know, life goes on. We can't have we can't have everything in life, Greg. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm, no. <laughs> also, I'm running out of space. That that seems to be more of a problem than anything. Is the where do you keep all these? Well, I thought I have started donating shoes recently. Really? Yeah, I've been putting them in the in the bin for the donate the donation bin because. So, all right, here's how I do it. And this is going to be a real first world relatable thing that's going to make me seem like an everyman. Uh, I got, I have shoes in, as you know, in my home, I have shoes in three places. I have what I call the display shoes in my office. You know, the Grinches, the Amamaniers, that kind of stuff. I've got the rest of the shoes downstairs. That's the warehouse. And then I've got what I call my wearing shoes, Greg. Ooh. And that's in that's in a, a little shoe closet off of our laundry room. And I've run out of room in that shoe closet. That's, so yeah. everything that is not like, you know, like the, the shoes that I got for like $45 at online on sale one day or whatever, they're they're finding their way into the donation bin in uh, in place of other things. It makes sense, though. It makes a lot of sense. Like somebody's, somebody's going to enjoy them. I don't. I don't need to have that sitting in my closet if I'm never going to wear it. Yeah, if somebody's going to get good use out of them, you know, might as well. Oh yeah. I don't think I've. I don't think I've donated a pair of shoes that I've worn more than once. Well, that's good then. As long as, as long as they're not like completely beat up and stuff like that. No, that's trash. Actually, there, I guess I have shoes in four places because we have the I have shoes in my garage that are just like the shoes that I'm not worried about getting messed up. Yeah, like the your yard works shoes. I, I I know that game. Yeah, I have I think three pairs of shoes there. Well, one of them is my Asics that I I wear the shout out to Asics. I wear the Asics to walk uh, when I walk my dog, and then. <laughs> I've got a pair of Under Armour, and then I've got a pair of Nikes. And uh, the Nikes are the yard ones. The Under Armours are like the just regular, just go into the store shoes. And then, uh, and then the Asics are the walking shoes. Everything has its purpose, Greg. Yeah, hey, as long as as long as you have something to do with all of the shoes that you buy, I guess that's fine. A lot of them are look at. A lot of them fall into the category <laughs> of look at. I mean, I can't say I, I have many that I just look at. The only ones would be the Kyrie Squidwards. Everything else I've pretty much worn. Um, can, I, can I tell you with the with the Kyries? 
my custom guy, I I hope you're not listening to this, Q. If you are, you're super talented, but earmuffs for the next like 90 seconds, please. Um, he's selling, he's, he sells a pair of these, these custom Patrick star Kyrie's and he sells them too cheap. I looked at him on like, I think he sells them for like one seventy five. It might be two twenty five. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, hmm. but I looked at, I looked at just that shoe, not custom on StockX in my size. And it's like two seventy five. It doesn't feel like it's near enough profit for all the things that you're doing to the shoe. No, I wonder how he's getting them. I need, I need that. I need, I need to connect. Look, if you're a shoe connect, reach out to old Christopher here because we can do business. <laughs> that works for, for real. Reach out, reach out. There's some, there's a lot of, a couple of pairs that I still want this month. We got the run the jewels on, uh, on 420 that I'm super excited about. I like the blue and pink ones. I'm not as big a fan as the high, of the high tops. There's look, there's stuff. The foam posits came out today. Uh, what else? There's 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 stuff. Oh, I mean, come on! Biggest shoe release of the year later this month, I believe. Although it may have been pushed to early May, and that is the Olive Travis Scotts, which are just an unbelievably beautiful shoe. I've seen I've seen 150,000 pairs. I think worldwide is going to be the total number. That's, so they're going to be tough to get. I was going to say that seems nearly impossible. Yeah, and I suspect I think they're I think StockX has them at like I think they're like 2100 right now. Awesome, Halifax up two to one. Oh, that's going to be a problem. I'm not crazy about this. Although as long as Rexham comes back, we're going to hit the over in goals. So that is. That'll be all right. That Greg, can correct. you explain to me how... All right, so let's talk about points in, in soccer. Sure. Everybody's always like, oh, they came away with three points, which is obviously winning. In what situation, if any, and this is going to show my soccer ignorance, are points distributed to both teams within a game? Uh, if the game ends in a draw. Okay. So if they end... If the game ends, whatever, 1-1-2-2-0-0, however it is, that's where the points system comes into play. And you would each get a, each team would get a point for that. Okay. The only time you don't get a point is if you just lose outright. Get your shit together, Rex. What's going on, Ben Foster? You're in the Premier League. I know you're like 40 now, but you're in the Premier League. And now you're there. You're, you're back in Rex. where you got the opportunity to springboard your career. Let's play some <laughs> soccer, dude. Let's play some soccer. Otherwise, we're gonna get Mark Howard back in there. Who not? I, it's not great when you have like a thirty-eight-year-old goalie and a thirty-seven-year-old goalie. It feels no. like that's not ideal. It's not the best way to do it. <laughs> and it just well, especially with like lower-level soccer in situations with teams like this. And I think I've said this in the past. It feels like the great inequity and the great like unequalizer is the ability to overpay for an elite goalie. Well, it's the no salary cap functionality. It's like baseball, right? Like you can just you can just do whatever you want if you have the money for it with soccer. It's the same thing. As long as whoever owns his rights or if he's a perfectly fine free agent, as long as they there's availability and you have the money to pay for it, you can just do it. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised that we I mean, look, both. I mean, both of the both of the goalies on this team are guys who have been in the Premier League at one point, but they're well past the point where they have the 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 ability and talent to play in the Premier League. 
So I just, I just, I wonder why they haven't been able to get that good younger goalie. I wonder if maybe they're thinking like, oh, well, we don't want to sign one of these guys to a multi-year contract to get them in the National League if we're probably getting promoted to League Two next year. Yeah, probably. And potentially look to improve from there. I don't know. Well, because once you get out of the National League, you can at, you, you're not limited to just signing uh one geographical area of player you can sign in more international players right i didn't realize i didn't didn't realize the national league had a had a a geographical blocker like that i mean i guess it makes sense because of the level of team we got i i'm pretty sure i learned that on welcome to raxham and they mentioned that like if you get promoted it's actually easier and cheaper to sign some of these free agents what was that what is okay we got a Ollie Palmer's in. All right. Get off the got get off the pitch, Jordan Tuncliffe. Ollie Palmer <laughs> is in the game, 72 minute mark. Um, it's it's easier and cheaper to sign some of these free agents because you're not limited to just like the English players. Yeah, you're able to go international for that kind of stuff. That's interesting. I guess it makes sense because you don't want teams just stacking in in that to get an easy promotion to wherever they're gonna go. But if it didn't work out, that would that would be where the problem is because you're not bringing anywhere near the profits of being a higher level like team from there. Yeah, and I was also looking at the history of the National League promotions and what they are able to do in terms of other levels. And I think like one team over the past like twelve years or something is actually in League One right now. Really? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I think there's a. Uh... I think, you know, promotion's great and all that kind of fun stuff, but it's very interesting to see, like, if these teams ever stay. It's why in the Premier League you see the same, you know, the the teams that do make it from the English Championship uh, typically are the same teams that go down after a year. Sometimes you get two out of the Premier League. I think Huddersfield Town got two out of them. Fulham's a team that goes up and down a lot. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. the way it kind of works out. I'm begging to the soccer gods that Nottingham Forest doesn't get doesn't get relegated back down to the championship, but we'll see what happens. We will see. Um, I did want to hit, we sort of got sidetracked. I did want to talk a little bit about that college basketball championship. I've got the odds of Bavada for the futures for next year. Duke the favorite, plus 1,000, followed by Kentucky, UConn, Kansas, Marquette, Purdue, Alabama, Arizona, Michigan State, North Carolina, Arkansas, Creighton, Houston, Gonzaga, Texas, UCLA, Baylor, Tennessee, USC, Miami, Florida, Michigan, and finally Villanova plus 4,000 at Bavada. Oh, dear God. To win the I championship think... next year. Do you have a thought on this? I mean, I think the biggest thing is it's impossible to pick right now. Like, it, it's yeah. so early. And – we haven't even seen like the full transfer portal and what, how that's going to work. And I think that matters so much more than some of the other stuff. Like, yeah, guys coming back. Like I know Duke's getting a lot of guys back who were there this year. Like, so that'll certainly help. But I I mean, the transfer portal seems to be what's going to matter the most. Uh, I, I, I could never try to make a prediction this early on that. No, I can tell you that I would not put four thousand dollars on Villanova or four thousand a hundred dollars to win four thousand on Villanova. It sounds like a near. It's a, it sounds like a lost cause uh, in that case. It it just struck me as very odd watching this game where I was just like, man, wish I was watching the women's championship game. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, it was it was utterly boring. You know what I mean? And you have like, I don't want to, I don't want to go too far with the hyperbole, but you have like transcendent talents in the women's game playing college basketball right now, especially facing off in that championship game. It wasn't the best game Caitlin Clark had played during the champion during the the tournament by any stretch, but having a Caitlin Clark on one side, having Angel Reese on the other side, like this, so much talent there. Yeah, you're talking about people who are uh, like generational talents in the terms of Caitlin Clark, and then someone who's uh, obviously an unbelievable basketball player in Angel Reese, and probably up there in terms of like top tier WNBA future talent. Like, there you got the one of the dream matchups that you could have drawn out uh, at the beginning of the tournament when the 64 teams came or 68 teams came out. So. Like, and it was just so much more drama and people who you know are you're guaranteed to see in the future of the sport versus a lot of guys who won't be playing professionally in the leagues that we watch consistently, you know? Yeah, and it's going to be – it's crazy that, like, all of these all of these girls, with, I mean, the exception of Aaliyah Boston, will be back in college basketball again next year. It's crazy. Like you, I'm that the 2024 WNBA draft, and by the way, it's I, let this be a testament to how bored I was with the, the men's tournament that I started thinking about the dub, the 2024 WNBA draft. But like, you have Caitlin Clark, you have Paige Backers, you have Angel Reese if she declares, you have uh, Haley Van Lith, you have uh, Aaliyah Edwards from UConn, Diamond Johnson from NC State, um, the girl from Stan Cameron Brink from Stanford. That's crazy. It's a lot of talent, man. It's it's so much talent. It's 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 so good for the the women's game though, which makes it even better. And you just hope that it can draw more eyes into the WNBA. The problem is is the WNBA just doesn't have a ton of roster spots. You know what I yeah. mean? And there's just not as many teams and it's like so you just hope that when they get there they can really make an impact and you can kind of watch that progression so the people that you really enjoy in the tournament are making immediate impacts at the professional level next. It, it feels like, and we, we talked about this a, little, a couple of weeks ago, it feels like the WNBA is due for a decent amount of expansion. Yeah, they just have to figure out, like, the thing, the thing that annoys me with the WNBA is, is, one, well, it's fine, I don't care that it's on in the summer, but it's obviously going to be harder to to get viewership in that situation just because like at least consistent viewership and then the timing of things and when they play stuff even the ncaa tournament why was that final on at 3 30 in the afternoon on a sunday like no. it's, why, it's why was the why was the men's game on at 9 30 well that it, it, again there's a reason why i went to bed at half before halftime um but it's it's one of those things where it's like when when I saw what time the game was. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like this is yeah. the national championship and you're playing at 1230 West coast. Time. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, um, no. I didn't, I didn't understand it. I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make the most sense to me that that would ever be the case that you'd play a national championship game on that level at three 30 in the afternoon. I feel like it, it, it should be prime time. Well, you didn't want to compete with Philly's Sunday night baseball. 
Philly's uh, Philly's you gotta know where the viewership Rangers. Going. Yeah, it's just it's stupid. I, I, I don't like it. Gotta know where the viewership's going. Well, even without Aaliyah Boston, uh, South Carolina, the favorite to repeat next year, plus 225. Indiana, second at plus 600, well, tied with LSU, Stanford, UConn at plus 600. And then Caitlin Clark and that Iowa team, plus 650 at Bavada. Um, I think I feel like this is a little bit easier to project than the men's side of the thing. I think it's it's if... Paige Beckers is healthy and can actually play basketball. That's it's that's so sad. It stinks because she's unbelievably talented, and it it ends up you know just dealing with crazy injury luck left and right is just it's not not good. So hopefully, if she's healthy, that's the team I'm going with. They have coaching. They always have the talent. That's what it is. I also can't ever count out South Carolina because Dawn Staley's phenomenal. Like yeah. just a phenomenal head coach, and it's it feels like it feels like there's you know almost no reason to not think that she's going to have that team. Obviously, the talent is certainly going to change, right? You're losing uh, you know a, a generational talent in Aaliyah Boston, um, and a lot of that team of people who've been there for a long time. So it's a, it's a it, I guess it's rebuilding. But in, in a situation where she's built South Carolina's program the way that she has, is it rebuilding or is it just kind of reloading? You know what right. I mean? Are you at all concerned that we've already seen the best version of Paige Beckers because of injuries? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you never know how somebody's going to be able to bounce back. You just hope that because she's relatively young, it's easier for her to, to Relatively get young, Greg? Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Like compared to like, she's not a, the twenty-one-year-old is relatively young. Well, I, I think point, we could just say young. My my point is, is from a college basketball perspective, she's not an eighteen-year-old freshman. She's twenty-one yeah. and has been in college for several years. That's really what I guess I meant by that. It's listen. I wish I, I if I could be twenty-one, it'd be I I'd be a crazy person at this point. Um, I wouldn't know how to I, I like. Imagine only getting five hours of sleep at 21. You'd feel well rested. Um, well, I, I just, or just like, you know, sitting down without groaning would be nice. <laughs> that, yes, for sure. Though I will say, uh, and I talked about this a while back, my foray into cryotherapy. Uh, I like it a lot. I feel like I, I wondered. So I did 10 days in a row. Uh, well, 10, they were closed on Sunday, but 10 straight days for when they were open before I went on my trip a couple weeks ago and then I didn't go for like a week. And I'll tell you, man, after like three or four days, I started to feel it again. So I wondered if it was psychosomatic. I don't think it was. I think there are actual benefits and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm back in it, dude. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm interested. Like I, I like to hear the progression of this to see just how, how much it's actually affecting you. Cause it's very, like I, I don't like being cold. I'd prefer to be warm. So you know, we can go to a, do a sauna instead. I listen. I'd get if I could get a house with one built in. I'd be right there. We uh, we were we were looking at houses on our trip just, just as a as an informational thing, not anything yeah. serious. And we went to this one place that dude i wish i would like they could sell it was so creepy like they could sell uh 
tickets at Halloween, like how creepy this place was. It was if, like if it was if somebody who had no idea what a nice house looked like suddenly got a lot of money and designed a house. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was basically two houses put together. It was super Ooh. ugly. The pool was brown. Uh, that's that's they, they just like weren't trying. I wish I could show everybody this because it was nuts. But uh, but one of the other houses, they, there was a sub basement and they had this like janky sauna in there. And like I, I was thinking like if I bought this, I would have to destroy this thing. Like just completely smash have it up. Have to. I have to. I, I I would not be comfortable going in there or letting anyone else go in there. I, I it would be weird. Um, I I did look I, into how much it would cost to buy a cryotherapy machine, and spoilers, it's a lot more than I can afford. <laughs> I was gonna say it, that's got to be that's got to be well over a few thousand dollars. Uh, yes, it is well over that. It's, there's, there's additional digits involved, That's but, terrifying. <laughs> but, uh, and in some cases more than one additional digit, but, and I was talking to, I was talking to the lady at the cryotherapy place and she was just like, I was telling her like, yeah, you know, I like it. And I was actually looking into getting if I could get one. And she's like, yeah, it's really expensive. And the bigger problem is the nitrogen. And she's like, I don't think they would deliver nitrogen to a residence. <laughs> you have to go break into a science lab. I know. I was like, you know what? That's probably smart. Um, for, and and also, like, I worried about the giant liability issue if I had one. Because, if you know, everybody would want to try it. Yes, that's for sure. And all of a sudden, you're sending everybody out. Uh, you're sending everybody out with Antonio Brown frozen feet. Right, right. I almost, I almost forgot to wear the slippers. The other day. I'm glad they. I'm glad the lady called me. All of a sudden, you fro- your frozen feet, Chris. That'd be a real well, problem. I had socks on, but they make you wear socks and slippers, and two pairs of two pairs of gloves and earmuffs. Some people wear masks. I'm not a mask fan. I don't know. You only your lips freezing off. No, it doesn't. Like honestly, you get cold. In my experience, and. I do wonder if like, cause I've lost a little bit of weight recently and I do wonder if that is playing a part in me getting a little bit colder of late. Cause Just I have felt, thinner? I have felt like, yeah, I have felt like I've been getting a little bit colder. So there's a little bit less mass to keep me warm could be the, the thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like after, from after the first 45 seconds, it's just like, all right, I'm here for two more minutes. It is what it is. Like it's, it's it's really not that bad. Yeah, I I could see that just kind of being like, listen, it's only three minutes of my day. I can I can get through the next two minutes. I as a man who sat in very cold scenarios to watch sporting events, I I understand. Well, I would encourage people to try it if you have any interest. Give it a shot. Um, it's pretty cool. But I am looking at these stats from backers and. Just so much better in 2020-2021 than she was 2021-2022. Just so much better. And has only played 40, what, six games over those two years is a bigger problem. Played, obviously missed the season this year. In in what was, I guess, her freshman year. Or did she miss her freshman year? No, I think she played her freshman year. Okay. I forget when all of the, the injuries happened. But... 36 minutes a game, which is a ton, uh, 20 points a game, 4.9 rebounds, 5.7 assists, 2.3 steals. 
shooting 46% from three on 4.8 attempts a game and 86% from the line. Now, next year, 36 down to 29 minutes, 20 down to 14.6 points, 4.9 to 4 rebounds, 5.7 to 3.9 assists, 2.3 to 1.5 steals, did block more shots, uh, 0.6 versus 0.4, did turn the ball over a little bit less, but that three-point percentage both, she took 1.8 fewer per game, and the the three-point percentage dropped almost 10 points from 46.4, actually over 10 points, from 46.4 to 35.3. And the free throw percentage, which is troubling, dropped from 86.9 to 71.4. I am just really worried that we're never going to see freshman page backers again. The the injuries, man. The injuries could certainly play a part. I'm just trying to be positive and be hopeful about it, you know? Like hopefully hopefully oh, it's a, hopefully it's a case where she can kind of get back to it because she's missed so much time at this point over yeah. the last two years. There's a little bit more rest on the rest of the body that wasn't injured, that kind of thing. So you just you just gotta cross your fingers and be hopeful because she was so good. And I'd like yeah. to continue to watch her be so good. Well, not Wrexham's day, Greg. It is oh, now no. 3-1 Halifax at the 88-minute mark. We got a goal from Emmanuel De Severu. Uh Apologies to Emmanuel if he's listening to the show. Halifax at the, just... At the 85-minute mark. Uh, maybe, gonna... maybe Thomas O'Connor will come in and make a difference. Uh yeah, well, look, Thomas O'Connor, really good player, coming back from injuries. They'll get Aaron Hayden back anytime now. I honestly thought he might play today. They'll be all right, but it's, it's just, look, man, I just, just, they're going to be tough. I guess they'll still be, same amount, of, they'll have both played 41 games, them and Knotts. They'll have a three-point lead. They do play Knotts in like a week and a half, I think in a game that I genuinely hope is televised. They actually play Knots next, and it is uh, it is this weekend. I'm trying to see what day that is. No, it's Monday. Play Knots on Monday at 10 a.m. Just ESPN Plus, televise this game, please. I don't... <laughs> like, I'm it's not going to pay... Be. I'm not going to pay the $6 to watch, like, the National League streaming service or whatever it is. Just televise this game. It's a giant game. This is probably the biggest National League game that we have had in a decade. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I can't think of another one. So I think it would almost have to be, right? And no. it's great, it, but it does prove that the promotion of a team, like obviously Wrexham has such an advantage with Rob and... Uh, Ryan, uh, that Deadpool the guy, giant being, movie star Ryan Reynolds, yeah. be, being the owners and being able to get them in front of the national audience in the United States, like ESPN should capitalize on that. You know what I mean? For sure, so. for sure. Uh, and just wrapping up the women's college basketball talk, Villanova plus five thousand at Bavada. I another bet I would probably stay away in a post Maddie Segrist world. Yeah, it, it sort of had a run uh, there, and I think that one. I think that one's over when you lose somebody who's as prolific as a, of a scorer as uh, as her. I think it's just I think it's just over Villanova in general, unfortunately. Ah, come on, they'll be back, maybe. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they fire Kyle Kyle Neptune, and uh, you know, uh, 
Jay Wright comes back and coaches the team. I, I mean, maybe, maybe. Look. That's it. If you're it. He, who knows? Jay Wright took that year off. If he came back right now, would he be the same? Yes. Uh, I don't know. He got scared. NIL ran him out the door, Chris. NIL ran him out the door. Fucking NIL. Destroys everything. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Destroys everything, Greg. Destroyed all your hopes and dreams. You've been watching Ted Lasso? Nope. I was supposed to watch it on Tuesday night because we had decided to, to move the show. And then we both, for me and my wife, both forgot about it. Uh, and it was like 1030. And she's like, we forgot to watch Ted Lasso. And I was like, I know. I can't believe this. So uh, I think tonight we'll be catching up. But she she does not like binge watching shows. So it's mm-hmm. literally one episode at a time. All the How time. many like have that, you gotten through so far? Two. Two. So okay. the first two. Um, All right, so I'm I'm now back ahead of you at this point. Yeah, so it's it's very interesting because she does not like watching. She it's just like watching more than one episode at a time is a problem. And then when we forget to do it, it just puts us back even further. So I I was interested in whether Bavada went back to any Ted Lasso props, and they don't have any in the entertainment section, but. Their TV specials is basically exclusively, and I don't know if you heard this news this week, the Disney Plus is, or HBO Max, but it's got to be Disney Plus, right, is rebooting Harry Potter in the form of a television series. I think it's HBO Max, and I... That that does make more sense, because the special is on HBO Max, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this idea. I couldn't be more interested. I don't care that I know the Harry Potter story in and out. I don't care that I've watched eight. Well, I guess it's, is it nine movies? Um, Cause didn't no, they eight, split? Right? Uh, well, n- well, there were seven books, right? Seven books, but how many did they split up into two parts? Just the last just one. Deathly just Deathly Hallows. Hallows. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love the fact that we can get really granular with this over the course of 10 episode seasons. Or eight episodes. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know if ten episodes was confirmed, but yeah, or eight episode seasons. Yeah, I'm super excited. We're gonna. I mean, people are like, oh, we've seen all this before, but now we're gonna see so much more stuff that we hadn't seen. So much stuff had to be left out of the books in every single, every single version of uh, the movies that came out. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting to watch them cast these people because there's gonna be a lot of pressure placed upon them. But yeah, especially whoever gets those main three roles. That's tough. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm throwing this out there. I'm willing to play a role in the Harry Potter series. I mean, I could I could probably, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind playing Snape. I could do it. I probably need to be a little bit taller, grow some hair out a little bit, but they got wigs. I'll be Mad-Eye. I could be Mad-Eye. Mad-Eye's chill. That You could definitely do that. I'm not sure. Like, uh, we'll see what we'll see what's look. Re- I'm just saying, reach out, HBO Max, reach out. Um, but yeah, <laughs> our, all all of the Bavada props right now are who is going to play various roles. Like guys, like um, for your role of Severus Snape, people being mentioned are like Oscar Isaac and Paul Bettany and Kit Harrington and Orlando Bloom. Oh, don't, you can't do Kit Harrington. Nobody, uh, nobody would take it seriously. Oh, well, how about this one for Hagrid, Zach Galifianakis? Okay, all right. If, I, I I hope I'm glad these are just yeah uh, odds and stuff. Like I, I need I need legit actors. I I get like <laughs> I, I need I need like I, I need like 
not dramatic actors, but I don't, I like, I don't need Galifianakis goofing up, goofing around as Hagrid. That's well, not what I just, I'm here for. I just like that for Hagrid, Galifianakis is the favorite plus 700. Number four is Jason Momoa. I, I feel like there's definitely other roles that Jason Momoa could play in this. It doesn't have to be star studded. It just has to be plus 3,000. All right. He could be Gandalf, not Gandalf Dumbledore. I'm losing my uh, mind. For Voldemort, we have Killian Murphy, Daniel Craig, and Ray Fiennes. I don't think Ray Fiennes is coming back. Silly uh, Murphy or Killian Murphy, however you pronounce that name, would be be fantastic. I think that would be – I'd be all in on that. And for Dumbledore, we have Jared Harris, uh, Donald Sutherland, John Lithgow – uh, John Cleese, Skellen Skarsgård, Pierce Brosnan, Al Pacino, and Robert De Niro. Uh, how are you going to have John Cleese, who was nearly headless Nick in the movies, then I be wanted to, I wanted to be De Niro. I mean, that'd be terrible, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would. Uh, but we'll t- plenty more time to talk about the Harry Potter show that's coming in like two years. Um, I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of Your Rolling News Live. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Ordell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next time.